come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. My name is Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we hope everybody's having a great day, night, morning, whatever it is. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, look, we've got, uh, this is our pre-Christmas episode. I know it's Christmas is still a month away or so. More than a month More than away. a month away. This will come out on the 22nd, right? Um, yes. Yes, because it's no. Friday. Yeah, it's What's Friday. What's today? It's Friday. It's the 20th. Oh. Yes, the 22nd. <laughs> it will come out on the 22nd. It shall come out on the 22nd. We'll get to that. Anyway, um, so yeah, so here's here's the thing. Uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who is listening. Thank you to our patrons supporting us. We really appreciate that. Thank you to everybody who has given us a review anywhere, especially over on iTunes. And thank you guys for sending the emails. Speaking of emails, let's kick it right off there. We got an email from Jennifer Hart. We asked you guys to send us some cruise topics, suggestions for cruise topics, and Jennifer did. She sent us an email to fantasticcruising at gmail.com, and she suggested actually something we were thinking about doing, so it worked out very nicely. You want to read this one, or you want me to read it? Whatever you prefer. Okay, I will read it. Hello, folks. Just a quick note for a show topic idea. Christmas shopping for cruisers and adventurers, etc. So we did this last year, right? But I think we did it later on last year. Mm, post, no. post Black Friday. Yes. It, yeah. I think it was November 30th yeah. last so year. This year, we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game. This is the episode that's going to come out before... Black Friday. So if you're doing some shopping for the holiday season, uh, we have some ideas for you. Now, first of all, I should say you should go back and listen to last year's episode if you want. That We had like 50 things in that episode. Yes. 50 of, different items. Lot of, lots of things. Lots of things and stuff. So if you're, if you're looking for some good ideas, we covered the gambit. But uh, we thought this year we would do it again, but we have sort of come up with a unique list anyway jennifer also said she ended up actually buying some stuff i don't know if it was from listening to our podcast that gave her the ideas or if she just happened to buy things that were on there but i think that uh she said she got a gopro 8 for her son well that's i think she had asked us i don't know a month or so ago about the gopro oh okay So she's saying she, okay. she's just done that she got some travel bags packing cubes a guidebook for um for her in-laws, they were supposed to go to Alaska, and yeah, so that didn't happen. But but look, you know, tis the season to look forward to years to come. Hopefully, 2021 will include some cruising. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, I think by the end of the year, we'll be cruising again, and I hope... By the middle of the year, we'll be cruising again, and I'm wishful that by 
the first quarter of the year, we might have people cruising again. We'll, we'll see. We will see how, how things progress. But uh, there's, there's positive news in the world. So there's, you know, maybe some of that will come to fruition. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we, so this episode, that's what we're going to do. We have a, a unique list, only 20 items this year, but we, we tried not to duplicate too much of what we did last year. And if we did duplicate it, we tried to get a little bit more specific on, on some of them. So I think we came up with some good stuff. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, we did get another email here and that one is from the professor travel. Yes. Am I reading this one? Sure. Why don't you read this one? Okay. Hello, Mimbra and Cat. <laughs> I love you both equally, and my husband says it's my fault mommy and daddy are arguing. Or we don't argue. No, we never argue. No, I don't think so. Reno, do we ever argue? He's too busy looking at the lizard. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so go ahead. Go ahead and continue. I noticed the other week that Matt had a problem counting. I thought it might be helpful to remind him that three shall be the number of the counting, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four is right out. <laughs> if you don't get that reference, I, I had to, um, Scott, I had to, Kimber's never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I know, I know. Uh, we'll, we'll fix that. We'll fix it. But I showed her a clip of the rabbit scene. So if you're not familiar with what Scott's talking about, it's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Just look for, just YouTube search for the rabbit scene. Of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And, and if you have seen it, then you're already laughing. And if you haven't seen it and you watch it, you may be laughing or you may think it's the strangest thing you've ever seen. But, uh, yes, it's good stuff. It's yes. good stuff. Four is right out. Actually, it's five because I, I didn't remember that. But when we watched it. He says five is right out. Yeah. Yes. The number shall be three. Anyway, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Continue. Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a number no, is another number-based recollection that Matt seemed to take issue with. <laughs> Please just remember the amount of oxygen in his tank upon your dives. That would be really awkward if he could not. You know, I you're picking on me with the counting stuff here, Scott, and and I totally understand because I have messed up some number things on this podcast. And uh, but but what what I'm wondering is, you said. Well, Mystery Science Theater 3000. And yes, I got I got some flack from you and other people about forgetting that. But uh, but I wonder if you know, and maybe you do, 3000 is the amount of pressurized air that is in a standard air tank for scuba diving. Like that's usually, you're usually right at about 3000 PSI. So that that is a very appropriate number for that comment. Yes. But it's not oxygen that's it's, in that tank. No, it's compressed it's air. air. If they just if you just had oxygen in there, you'd get to about thirty feet and then you would die from oxygen poisoning. Which would be bad. Well yeah, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> you would you would die. That would that, that can't think of much worse than, than that. All right, so any what else we got? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Um and then he says my contribution to the most annoying cruise passengers. And he gave us a list of five things, and this is great. I love this because uh, not only does he describe them, but he has given them all very clever names that makes me feel like we didn't do our job very well last no. week because these are brilliant. 
So you want to you want to read these and and we'll talk about them. Or you want me to read them? Um, I can continue reading. Okay. One, the cruise Karen. <laughs> Nothing is ever done correctly, and I will complain loudly until I get what I want. Oh, brother, man, that that oh yeah, it's. I it, mean, the Karen in general. The Karen in general is bad, right? But on a cruise, come on. Right. Number two, the Lord of the Flies experience. Underage children running randomly all over the ship, yelling, screaming, crying, and causing delays for other cruise passengers. Yes. Or when you're in the the muster drill and there's always some kid, like, hacking up a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, no, no, do not get me sick on the first day of this cruise. Maybe now more than ever. Maybe that won't be an issue as much. Yeah, because nobody should be (laughs) sick getting on cruises. Yes. Now, look, Scott, I'm also going to just call you out here a little bit because underage children is a little bit redundant. Department of Redundancy mm, Department. I guess that's true. Okay, I'm just I'm just fighting back with the numbers. <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead, keep going. Number three, mutiny on the bounty. Passengers who want to recruit others in their complaints. Have you ever seen this on a cruise? Have um, you ever like experienced this? I don't think so. I haven't, but I've definitely I've seen video of it. I've heard lots of stories of it happening. And, uh, yeah, there's, and there's been some ugliness that's happened on cruises because of it. It's not good. It's not good at all. Jeez. Yeah. That's a bad one. Right. Number four, traffic on the 405 passenger. Passengers <laughs> that slow down the buffet by either taking excessive time to ask questions or take an overage of food they don't intend to eat. I see you taking all the crab legs. <laughs> We kind of ran into this this morning at Wawa. What happened at Wawa? We, oh, that lady. Morning, yeah, trying to get, I don't know if you guys have Wawa's, but Wawa's are gas stations that we have down here. I know they didn't originate down here, but we have them. And they always have these like nice hot breakfast sandwiches that you can just get, grab and go. And they're, they're pretty good quality. Right by for the a, register. Yeah, good quality for gas station breakfast food. So, yeah, there's a lady just standing there. And I mean, just standing there and we're kind of behind her waiting to get to the register on our six foot sticker yes and i want to get a breakfast sandwich for breakfast and the cashier's like oh come on around and i'm like but this lady's in the way i'm like what is she doing in the way and then as we walk around i'm like kind of looking at him because i know what i want i want the bacon croissant sandwich so uh i'm I'm like looking for it and i'm like oh pardon me because you know i gotta get i gotta break the social distancing so i can get my sandwich and uh and she's like oh i i just don't know what i want yet there's like, like three sandwiches yeah well yeah not very many choices and i'm like then stand over there out of the line and like just read them and then yeah anyway that yeah so we ran into the traffic on the 405 today on the on 301 Yes. Yes. <laughs> On the 301. All right. What's the, what's the last one? The Animal House Experience. A group of unruly drunk passengers who are overly touchy, getting sick, or inebriated, or wants to pick fights. I have not really run into this passenger, but this is my fear. This is why I don't like going to any kind of event that includes large crowds and large amounts of alcohol consumption because these are the people that I don't like to be around. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if I, this is what I was afraid cruising was going to be like when I started cruising 
and and I haven't really seen this, but I think we've talked about this. Like, I feel like you may run into this if you're in the areas where these people are at the times when these people are like this. But I mean, in, in reality, you could run into this person or these people anywhere because you could have a group of people that just get totally, you know, wipe out, white out drunk, blackout drunk, whatever. What is it? Is it blackout? Blackout drunk. It's because it's snowing here in Florida. So I'm confused. Uh, and and uh, you could run into them any day, anywhere. Like people could be, you know, I see people drinking early in the morning. But for whatever reason, I think what helps on cruises is if you are day drinking on a cruise and it's a Caribbean type cruise where it's hot and sunny, um, your odds of passing out are pretty high. If you're, if you're drinking a lot, like you're going to get tired and go to sleep. So maybe that helps. I don't know. That's my theory I just came up with on the on the fly. Yeah. I also want to point out completely random-ish. I always get really excited when I hear the word inebriated. (laughs) Okay. Because I learned that word like when I was like in middle school or something. I went to eat, went out to eat with my mom and her friend. And I don't remember what we were talking about, but my mom's friend told me that her favorite word was inebriated. Your mom's friend's favorite word is, was, is inebriated? Yeah, that's what she told me. And she likes to get inebriated? I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's when I learned that word and what that word meant. Oh. And... Did you ask your mom if she's ever been inebriated? Oh, my mom gets inebriated with like a sip. <laughs> so does mine, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Whenever I hear the word inebriated, I think about that because it's kind of a weird way to learn the word inebriated that is interesting yeah anyways quite interesting i know that was a little bit off subject but well whatever i mean that you know that's what happens in 2020 we go way off subject <laughs> now all right so back on to subject though so we're going to talk about these gift ideas for cruising and look uh like i said check out that past episode from last year and uh and and you'll get like a full list of a whole bunch of cruise gift ideas but we wanted to kind of shake it up a little bit this year and give you something different because we already have that we already made that episode and and we actually re-listened to it this week just to make sure that everything was still pretty much you know it made sense and everything and i think for the most part it does there there wasn't a lot of things that we were like oh well who would want to buy that anymore or anything like that so i think i think it's still the list still stands pretty strong in what it is but we came up with 20 things, and um, most of them, like I said, are either different or they are, or we're going to give you a little bit more detail. So, uh, number one on the list, of course, it's 2020. <laughs> so, uh, the, the most 2020 gift you can get for anyone is a mask, and, and a cruise-themed mask. There, there are an abundance of cruise-themed masks you can find them on places like Redbubble, Zazzle, Teespring, uh, Amazon. A, a lot of the different cruise YouTubers and different cruise vloggers have come up with their own. We don't have a fantastic cruising mask, but, uh, but you know, if you want one of those, let us know. We'll, we'll look into getting one made. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of options out there for you guys. So a cruise theme mask, that's a great gift idea that you can maybe wear on a cruise in 2021 if that sort of thing starts to happen again. Yeah, this I'm going to 
read what this one mask says because it makes me laugh. Okay. It says, I have no cruise control. It's like the cruises book themselves. <laughs> we should make one that says literally ship faced and have a sh- picture of a ship on it. Because uh-huh. then it's on your face. That'd be funny. <laughs> I, just, I just thought of that. Everything I think of is not my own, though. That's what, I, that's what I've come to realize is that every time I think I have a unique idea, if I Google it, it's somebody else has somebody else has thought of it already. That's the I guess that's the uh, reality of of you know. There's too many people in this world to have yeah, their own idea anymore. It's been been thinking of it too long. Anyway, uh, so cruise theme mess. That's the number one item on there. Yeah, the number two item is a GoPro Hero Nine. Now, last year we said the GoPro Hero Eight, which we had both recently purchased on Black Friday. Yes. And uh, now there's a GoPro Hero 9. Or you could get the GoPro Hero 8. Which for, is still a great camera. And it's discounted. Um, and you won't have the angst and uh, stuff that we have with GoPro Hero 8 because you already know that the Media Mod <laughs> is out now, finally, after only a year late. <laughs> you mean the Display Mod? The Display Mod. Yeah. Media Mod came out like four months later. Oh, got, got the light first. The, yes, the light. And then the media mod. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know. Which the light, look, the light is made by GoPro, but it's not. It's any, just a light. It's just a light. You can get you can get 50 other brands of light that do the same thing on Amazon. <laughs> but the media mod is cool. It's a cool idea. It's a little bit of a, of a hassle, and it's not waterproof. Um, the display mod we actually finally got. It was a Christmas gift from, from your mom to me last year. Mm-hmm. So it, it just took, you know, like a. A year. Almost. <laughs> almost to get yeah. here. But that was not her fault. And we haven't even used it yet. No, it's sitting right here in its box. Yeah. Have you even looked at it? I've looked at it. Yeah, I've looked at it. We've opened it up and everything. Yeah. But, we, haven't, um, we haven't connected it to the camera we yet. We haven't really been doing any videoing. We haven't had any, any cause to, to do any videoing recently. So, But it's here. Now, um, the GoPro Hero 9... You don't. You can still use the media mod. Display mod. The display mod. I mean, it's the, got its own media mod as well. Yeah, it's got a different media mod than the GoPro Hero Eight. Good job, GoPro. Thanks, GoPro. Thanks. And but you can get and you can use the same display mod for it though, I yeah. believe. So, um, but it's also got, for the first time ever, a view screen on the front and the back. So you don't technically need. The display mod, however, it's a really small display screen. So you may want it. If you're vlogging, you're probably it's probably still nice to have it, but you do have that as an option, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Also, and I know we talked about this on one of our recent episodes when the GoPro Hero 9 came out, it has the ability to um, do a little bit of color correction for depth. Yes. Stupid GoPro. Wait now until, you do it. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get all this stuff. We get ready. Mm-hmm. We use it a little bit. And then, boom, you come out with literally all the things that we wanted. Yep. You know, I'm really hope. I'm really rooting for the Vaquita to be an amazing camera that, that just, like, ends GoPro for divers. <laughs> just because I'm a little angsty about it. But uh, but GoPro is, is a solid camera. And uh, it's a great choice for vlogging. It's a great choice for an action camera. Um, yeah. It's so small. It's a good, it's I, a good I like gift. the size. It's just so easy to just like throw in your pocket. And they have a Black Friday deal, which is like $50 off or something like that, I think. It's is the same it, one is we it got the whole, last year. Is it the whole kit? Yeah. Oh, 
That's a good deal. Then. The, the whole kit, meaning I think you get like a little, um, I think it's like the one we got where it's, it well, comes with a little um, tripod. But then thing. doesn't the nine come with like a case now too? Yes, it comes with a case. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's a better the same kit. price. Thanks, yeah. GoPro. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Or I'm sure the GoPro Hero 8 has gone down probably over $100 now. Oh, probably. Or at least $100. I don't know. Yeah, what's what are they gonna what are they running those for? Kimber's gonna do a little Google on the fly because we didn't think to to look for that to see what the GoPro eight is going for right now. Because like I said, it is a good camera, and honestly, other than the the underwater stuff and the screen on the front, um, there's not that much of a jump in the camera technology. Like you're you're probably not gonna really notice much of a difference in the quality of your footage because the quality of the GoPro footage has been spectacular for several years now so uh yeah they make little tweaks it gets a little bit better every year but we're talking like to the average person unless you actually saw footage side by side and even then you're not going to really notice a difference especially if you're shooting in like 4k and then scaling it down to like 1080 for youtube or something like that all right so it looks like the gopro hero 8 bundle kit thing is $300, which is $100 off. Yeah, but the GoPro Hero 9 Black Friday sale yeah, that's what I'm is going... $350. Right. So $350 for... Yeah, that's a much better... So I would get the GoPro Hero 9 for 50 yeah. bucks more. Wow. That, that I wonder includes... if maybe the 8 will drop. Maybe there'll be a maybe there'll be a deal on the 8. But um... Actually, this one, this one comes with the magnetic swivel clip, floating hand grip, and spare battery. So you actually get more eh, get the nine yeah just the nine. <laughs> if, you, if you're if you're shopping black friday and gonna get a gopro just get the nine yep. there's no point of yeah at this point because they like to do these sales and stuff okay anyway anyways moving on what's the next thing we got here we've got so recently i bought a new camera like for taking pictures if you follow me on facebook uh, I don't think I've been putting them in the Fantastic. Have I been putting them in Fantastic Cruising Community or just on um, my personal I Facebook? think the first set we put in there, but that was it. Anyway, I got a mirrorless camera, and Kimber's been using my old DSLR camera, and we've been going out taking taking pictures. So one of the things we were thinking about when we made this list is obviously, you know, we all are kind of, you know, we all have the cruise blues like we've never had them before because we can't cruise. We don't know when we're going to be able to cruise. A lot of us have had cruises canceled. We may still have cruises that we don't know if they're going to go. So we're trying to think of things that you could use outside of a cruise. And, um, and a camera is a great way to encourage you to get outside. If you, if you like taking pictures of nature or even like architecture or, or stuff like that, like getting a camera, getting into photography is so easy now. And you can, you can go out and take pictures. And yeah, I know everybody takes pictures on their phone and there's nothing wrong with that. But trust me, trust me, if you get an actual DSLR or an actual like legit mirrorless camera, um, you are going to know a huge, you're going to notice a huge difference in the quality of images that you're able to take. So um, if you've got somebody in your life that you're looking to spend, now it's going to cost you a little bit. DSLRs, you're probably going to spend a minimum of 500 bucks and mirrorless cameras. You're probably going to be looking at closer to a, to a grand or more for the starting models, but you're going to get a super high quality camera 
at those price points. So it's a lot of money for a Christmas gift, but um, you know, if if it's if it's that really special person in your life, you can afford it. It it's a it's a gateway drug, basically. Cameras are like Kimber knows because. I was like, hey, I got this new camera. You want to start taking pictures with my camera? And at first she was like, I can't do this. And now she's like, let's go take pictures. So, and, <laughs> and her pictures are starting to look better than mine. So I'm kind of upset about that. But it's because I like taking pictures of butterflies. Yeah. And I take like 500 butterfly pictures. That's the cool thing about digital photography is you can take 500 pictures and actually only have 200 different things you're taking pictures of. And, uh, and that's okay because it doesn't cost you anything extra like film cameras. Then the fun for us is to come back and edit them, you know, shoot in what's called a raw file. That's a huge difference between shooting in a regular like JPEG like most cameras would shoot in because what your camera does is it takes the data from the image and it converts it into a JPEG and it guesses what you want it to look like. And so it does, some cameras do a pretty good job of that. But if you shoot in raw, and I don't mean naked, but shoot in a raw file format, it preserves all that data. So when you go to edit it, um, it has all that extra data to play with for, for photo editing, and it gives you a much, much better result. You can really take that picture a lot further than you would a regular JPEG picture camera. So anyway, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good gift idea. Yeah. And next on the list is binoculars. And I don't, I think those might have been on our list last time. I think they were. But binoculars are, are great because, um, you know, you can use them on a ship. And, and I encourage you to take a pair with you on the ship because you might see some birds or, you know, just, just looking at like a, hey, what's that other cruise ship out there? Um, what's the, um, what island is that that we're sailing near? Something like that. But also, uh, it's a great idea because you can you can use that you can use that right now even when you're not cruising, and it still gives you some some cool ideas, some cool things to to go out and do and see. Sorry if I'm a little distracted. My computer went to sleep and apparently it won't let me wake it up. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of rambling here. Um, Anyways, I like binoculars. We took binoculars on our last cruise and we saw boobies. Yes, we did. Yes. They, they look really big under binoculars. I mean, they looked a lot closer. That too. Yeah, that too. Um, and then, was it a couple weekends ago when we went to visit your dad and stepmom? We mm-hmm. used the binoculars a little bit when we were driving around and looking at the birds. Now, if you get a DSLR or mirrorless camera with a telephoto... It that, also kind of does that. It kind of does that for you, but binoculars are going to give you a much closer view. So really handy for looking for, if you're going to like Alaska, obviously you got to have binoculars, but really handy for looking at like other ships because there's always other ships in the water or go to your local park, look, you know, become a bird watcher or whatever. All right. Next thing we've got on here is the last technology-ish kind of thing I think that we have on this one. And that is some kind of tablet. Now I wrote iPad because I am an iPad person. 100% 100% and um, you can fight me on it but if it's if you're doing digital art you're going to lose because iPad is the only tablet for digital art in my opinion I mean there are other ones that are getting there but they're not there yet and uh, but these are great because you can use these for 
all of your in-life tablet needs, surfing the internet, playing games, reading a book, listening to your favorite cruise podcast, but also they're great to take on a cruise. You can look at your photos that you take in them. You can look at your videos that you take on them. You can edit videos. You can edit photos. Uh, you can read a book on the cruise. You can do all this stuff. Um, you can look at that ship map on a bigger screen. You can watch, if you have the right internet package, you can watch Netflix, YouTube, whatever. They're just a good thing to have for cruising and not a bad thing to have in your regular life. Yeah. I'm apparently also an iPad person now, too. Yes, I've turned you into an iPad person. You've turned me into an Apple person. Yes. I'm not an Apple computer person. I don't like Apple computers. I, I can't. I've tried. I can't. I can't. But uh, so I'm a, I'm a Microsoft computer person. But my phone, I like the iPhone because it's just easy and it works for me. Um, I don't I don't care if you're an Android person. It's personal preference as far as I'm concerned. But when it comes to tablets for digital art, no, you're going to lose that fight. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. What's the next thing? Snorkel, mask, and fins. Lots of Black Friday deals at dive shops. And look, I'm telling you, if you're interested in the underwater world, do not go to Target or Walmart or your sporting goods store and buy a mask and fin set. You are going to either hate it and stop using it or you are going to end up loving it. And it's, you realize that that equipment is crap and you're going to end up going and spending the money you should have spent in the first place at a dive shop you can get a full set mask fin snorkel at a dive shop for probably 50 75 bucks like low-end good quality stuff you think i think so i think you can get a dive mask because snorkels i don't think you need no i'm just i'm trying to think like because diver, Divers 50 Direct... 50 bucks might be hard, but you, yeah, you might... Yeah, I'm thinking Divers Direct had that one mask, the Evo mask, on sale for like $40. But I've seen masks at dive shops for like 20 bucks that are decent yeah, quality. I just they're thinking... not the best mask in the world, but they're they're a big, huge step up from the stuff you're going to get at like your local, you know, Dick's yeah. or something like hey, that. $100, I mean, for... Yeah, uh, yeah 100 bucks th- easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get it better. You could probably get a Black Friday deal. You need to go. This is the tricky part, though. If you're buying for somebody else with a mask, you really got to try it on. You the fit matters. Yeah, the fit matters. Huge, huge deal. So you really need to try it on. Now, you could get them one and then save the receipt, let them try it on. And if it doesn't work out, if they got a pretty average face, you know, <laughs> then uh, you could always just send it in for for a different one or something. They don't usually come in sizes, though. So usually you're looking for a style of mask. And I will tell you 100%, I think of those three things, the mask is the most important. If you're only going to spend enough money to get one of those things, uh, get them get them the mask or get them a gift card to one of these places. They, fins are not as important for most general purpose. Snorkeling. Except myself. Well, they got to fit and be comfortable so they don't give you blisters. But, I mean, as far as <laughs> as far as far them working, as long as they're not those little short fins that people use, uh, then they will do what they're supposed to do. And everything else is kind of like the difference between a, I don't know, like a, like a Porsche and a Ferrari or something like that. 
The snorkel, I think you can get bells and whistles on it. Some people really like those bells and whistles. Personally, I don't like them. I like a plain tube. I like it to be flexible. And fortunately, those are the cheap ones. Yeah. How much was that Scuba Pro snorkel? Scuba Pro's 25. Like a, 25 bucks. And Scuba Pro is like one of the most expensive brands you can get. I actually, like, I know last year you got me the, the mask fins and snorkel. And yes, I have replaced two of those things. Yes, you have. Yes. Um, but that mask is the best mask in the world. Like, awesome. But I actually, I like the, the new snorkel better because it is just... Yeah, a tube. You like, get you get I, like the you get these things that keep the water from splashing in, or you get a dry piece that floats up and cuts the air off if so water doesn't get in there. You get like purge valves that you can. But I'm t- I'm telling you, these are like these are like um, training wheels on a bicycle. This is my opinion. There are some people that are avid snorkelers that would disagree with this. But to me, I think when you learn how to properly use a snorkel, you're not going to want any of that stuff on it. It they just gets in the way and makes it more complicated. You don't need it. It's It works better without it. That's a little bit of an opinion, but I think it's the right one. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I agree, though. It's like that yeah. snorkel that, that you got me last year, I think it has a purge valve yep. on it. Yeah, it's hard to find and a snorkel that doesn't. My my issue always it. was if I ever got water in it, I was always trying to like blow and it was always just like kind of bubbly. Like it yeah. wasn't coming out. Because the purge, the purge is on the bottom of the snorkel. And then what you would normally do is you would blow the water out of the top of the snorkel. But when you have a purge valve on the bottom of the snorkel, when you blow, your air goes two directions. So you don't get as much force. And it's actually harder to get that water out. I used to, when I used to have a snorkel with a purge, I used to have to actually cover the top with my hand to blow the water out of the purge or cover the purge, which didn't really work very well, and try and blow the water out of the top. No, just get rid of it. You don't need it. And then the dry things, it's like a little ping pong ball that type thing that floats up and, and they say, well, it keeps the water from going in there when you uh, swim underwater or if a big wave comes by. Yeah, it also keeps the air from going in there. So you can't breathe anyway. And uh, you got to, when you snorkel, you've got to learn to put your tongue up towards the roof of your mouth as a splash guard. That's like basic snorkeling 101. And you don't need that dry valve. It's, you go underwater, now you've got to take a tube of air with you? No, you don't want that. And then when you're at the surface, I've had people, and this has happened to me, it cuts that air off, you're like, and then you can't breathe. And then um, I've gotten like feeling nauseous from it. It's just, it's no good. You're going to make people afraid to snorkel. (laughs) Some people like them. There are people that love that stuff. So this is more opinion. But uh, I think most people that are really into snorkeling, they may differ with me on the purge valve. I don't know. But I don't think they're going to differ with me on on the dry snorkel. There's yeah. like semi-dry ones, the splash guards. Those are probably not a big deal. But I anyway. think I think that's kind of what mine had. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't let you get a dry snorkel because I've no, seen but the, it it had like a little bit of a cover hair. thing on the top. But I think it yeah. was like a those full yeah. face snorkel masks are dry snorkels. Usually they have some yeah. of those have cutoffs, but it's different because of where it's placed. You don't normally go underwater with those, so it's not as big of a deal for those. So those, it's not that big of a deal. But if you do get a full face snorkel mask, uh, make sure you get a decent quality one that has plenty of 
of tubing going in and out so that you're breathing fresh air and not breathing recycled yeah, carbon dioxide. Don't get one of those cheap like $10 ones. Get nope. get a good at least $40. And don't just go by the price. I mean, do a little research yeah. on those. Make but, sure you get a decent But the decent one. ones usually start at about at least 40 if yep. not more. Yep. If you're interested in one of those, um, let us know and I'll help you with some brands or just, just go to YouTube and look up full face snorkel reviews and look and when you're looking at those don't look for joe schmo doing a review look for like actual scuba sites that that review them because there are some that review different brands and uh, they'll give you the the real deal in there all right what's next next cruise themed stuff yeah so coffee mugs posters wall signs coasters T-shirts. Lanyards. Lanyards, yeah. Home home decor. Um, there's all kinds. There's so many things you could get that are that are like cruise related items that you can get that just can, you know, like our our whole living room area is Caribbean themed. So we've got whale sharks on the wall. We've got we we made these uh well we didn't make them. They're like crates we got from Michael's and we Painted them. We painted them. We glued them. Do we glue them together? Yeah, we, we glued, glued them together. together. We painted them with like Caribbean colors and we painted Caribbean things on the side. I mean, we've got a Caribbean feel to our our apartment. And so it, it helps. Living yeah. in Florida doesn't hurt either, but it, it does help. <laughs> so, you know, make make a space remind you of cruising. So when you, you can't cruise right now, but you can go there and you can at least breathe in and remember what cruising was like so you can look forward to when it starts again you can probably get a candle or like a wax melter that has like a smell yeah well you know we did that because um we have that you have that oil burner oh that's right and i was like i love the smell of the spa and so we found out what that smell was and we got it and we could make the apartment spell smell like the spa on the cruise ship and man that's awesome yeah I did we that for you. Had that on for a no. while. No, you want me to go turn it on? Not right this second, but maybe later. Okay. Um, what's next? Next is clothes for cruising. You came up with this idea. You want to tell us about it? Yeah. Um. I mean, before every cruise, you always think, "Oh, I've got to buy all of these new clothes," even though you should, you know, have clothes from your last cruise. Um. But so gift cards to whatever store, you know, that cruiser likes to shop at or like Kohl's, Old Navy, Amazon. Um, that's one thing that my mom always, well, a lot of the cruises that I've gone on have been like end of October, beginning of November. So it always falls like right Right after my birthday. birthday. So that's been like birthday, like, oh, you're going on a cruise. Let me help you get all this stuff ready for it. So clothes is always one of those things. Okay. Yeah, and, and look, and the next thing we have in there is gift cards, which could fall into that, right? Kohl's, Old Navy, Amazon, that's where I like to shop. Um, but there are other shops people like. But also you could get a person a gift card for a cruise line, for an airline, for a hotel, for restaurants near hotels where they're staying before they cruise or if they're going on a different kind of vacation right now. And look, if you are going to get them a, a gift card, you're like, I don't want to just get a gift card. It's so generic. Well, if you get them a gift card to say Kohl's, Maybe put it, make a card, put it in a card that's like really pushing like, hey, this is to go buy an outfit for your cruise or, you know, this is this is to use at a restaurant. Maybe get them a restaurant that's only in 
Miami or something that they're going to be going to a, a gift card. Not a, don't actually. Well, I mean, if you can afford to buy them a restaurant, I guess go for it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, make it. You can make things like gift cards less generic and more fun by putting a little spin on it. Yeah, my my mom one year, I think for Christmas. This is a little bit off subject, but also kind of works for what you're saying. Um, I needed for my car at the time. I needed a new button. My button stopped working. Like what kind of button? Like the button that unlocks the car, like the fob. The key fob. Okay. Yeah, it okay. stopped working. So most people call it a key fob. Well, I call it a button. <laughs> anyway, don't lock your button in the car. <laughs> Anyways. So for Christmas, she basically gave me an envelope of cash, but but um, <laughs> but there was actually also a piece of paper folded up with it that had a picture of the key fob. Ah. So it was like, here's a bunch of cash, but this is what it's for because you have to go right. get it with your car. Now, you so, could have spent that money on other things, but did you? No, I got the button. There you go. So, um, yeah, I mean, they obviously they can, but it's still... You know, the, the what's the expression? It's the thought that counts. So uh, if you get somebody a gift card and it's just a gift card to Amazon, then that's maybe that's kind of generic. I mean, I like gift cards from Amazon, but um, but if you give them a gift card from Amazon and it says this is to buy a new outfit for your next cruise, then, hey, look, even if they don't end up using it that way, it's still it changes the whole mood of the gift. Right. So there you go. All right, the next one is something I'm going to let you talk about, too, because I think you're more familiar with these than me. You're giving me a look like you're not. You wrote it, but I did cool. write well, it, but it, I was thinking of you when I wrote it. So this is... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, okay, listen. This, let me tell you what it is. First of all, it's a cruise planner, and there's a whole bunch of them on Etsy. The reason I was thinking of Kimber when I saw this uh, uh, idea somewhere is because you just bought like a planner from Amazon. I did. For work. Yeah. So I've never bought a planner. Well, that's not true. I have bought planners. I just never actually used well, one. But uh, but this is something I thought, you know, you would be more into than me. Like, I don't want a cruise planner. But you, I feel like it'd be something you would, you would appreciate. Yeah, probably. So my thing with planners in general is they don't usually work for me because I need something to actually remind me but what I just bought is actually a daily planner so every single day I go in and I write down what I'm doing during the day instead of like for the future anyways the cruise planner is actually not a bad idea because one of the things that I like to do before cruising is I usually grab a notebook and write down like each day what's happening and then like the clothes and what I need to do and all the things. And then there's no organization in it because I'm just not organized in that way other than like there's just a bunch of sheets of paper with a bunch of stuff written on it. And then when I go back and look at it, it doesn't make sense. But a cruise planner would make it make sense. Organizes all of it. Yes. And it can be fun. Like, I mean, obviously planning a cruise can be fun for us it's fun for, for a lot of people i think that are into cruising enough to listen to a cruising podcast planning a cruise is probably fun so this yeah this just organizes your thoughts and maybe you know it becomes like this little magical wish book of things you want to do or gonna do and you know it's just it's just something to play around with that gets you in the cruise mood and uh yeah could there's be a also fun a lot idea. of stickers Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, 
And who doesn't love stickers? Right, right. All right, next on the list, we get into some toys. So I've got cruise ship models. Uh, now, you did find some Lego stuff, but there's no actual, like, Lego kit. Well, sort of. So on Wish, if any of you know what Wish is, it's um, there is a Lego off-brand, not actually Lego brand, but Lego cruise ship set thing. But okay. it's not... It's not like real Legos, and it's Wish, which means you'll probably have to wait like a month to get it. But and, and Wish it arrives, <laughs> yeah. And and Wish that it was what it looked like when you ordered yes. it. Yes. So so you know you you pay your money, you take your chances. But there are probably things out there where you could buy the right Legos and build. Yeah, there is. Um, there was an article on the Lego website with like a Disney Cruise Line ship, and there were um, sort of drawn models i didn't like delve deep into the article but there were a few pieces where it kind of showed you how to make certain areas of it it may have shown you more um and then i guess there's a couple cruise lines that for like their inaugural ship whatever you call it like new ship thing they had like giant cruise ship models made out of legos which i think is cool it is cool yeah so i found an actual model of the Queen Mary 2 cruise liner. It's a Revell. I don't know how you say the name, but it's the popular model company, R-E-V-E-L-L. On Amazon, it's like fourteen eighty five right now. And uh, it's if you're into models, I mean, that could be kind of fun to do like an actual like cruise ship model. In fact, I'm looking up now. When I was a kid, um, I had a model of the Calypso, Jacques Cousteau's ship. And I'm going to look and see if it's available because I didn't know how to put together a model when I was a kid. I don't know what happened to it, but um, I don't see it on, on Amazon. But anyway, yeah, ship model could be fun. Now, I also found one of the Titanic. Now, I know some people think about the Titanic. They're like, no, Titanic. There are some legit like models of the Titanic, but uh, I also found one that's kind of cool. It's a little more pricey. It's like 46 bucks, but it is a 3D puzzle LED Titanic, 35-inch large ship model, 266 pieces on Amazon. So, And it looks really cool. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen. I, I did do a couple videos years ago, but hanging on our wall in the bedroom is a is a model, a picture. I don't know what you would call it. It's it's a 3D picture, Wooded. wooden no. sculpture. I don't know how you describe it of the Titanic and um, five other ships. My great grandfather made it by hand um, after the Titanic sank. Like like within a few years after the Titanic sank is when he made this. It used to have lights in it. The lights, the cords rotted. I need to get some LEDs or something and put them in there. But it is a very detailed ship models made out of wood. There's like cloth that is um, shaped into the waves and it's all painted. It's got this elaborate hand carved frame. It's really cool. Like it's cool to me because my great grandfather made it. But it's kind it's of cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool too because it's. You know, when I was a little kid, I'd go to my grandparents' house and it was hanging in the basement and I would always go down there and just stare at it. And um, and now it's kind of come full circle because I wasn't into cruising then, 
but now I am. So it's kind of a, like a piece of me. So it's it's really neat. But but that you know, so I like models like that. I think they're pretty cool. And the Titanic kind of has a little special place for me because of that. And uh, yeah, but that that would be kind of a cool gift to get somebody. And if anybody knows where to find the uh, Jacusto Calypso <laughs> model, uh, let me know if it's not super stupid expensive because I would love to um, I'd love to build that now as an adult that could actually put it together properly. <laughs> I only had two models as a kid. No, that's not true. I had a few monster models. Like I had a, I think I had a creature from the Black Lagoon. I had maybe Dracula, maybe Frankenstein's monster. I don't remember. I had a few of those. But I had the Calypso and I had a 1959 convertible Corvette because that was a car I liked when I was a kid. So, yeah. Did you just find it over there? Well, that one said already built. Oh, yeah. I want to build it. That's it. That's the box. You found the box. Currently unavailable. Currently unavailable. So if anybody knows of one, if you can find it, let me know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I did get to see the original Calypso when Jacques Cousteau sailed the Mississippi in the early 80s. And he did a whole like video documentary series. He stopped in St. Louis and he and his son Jean-Michael spoke And um, I went as a, I think I was in fifth grade or sixth grade, and I went to see him talk. And and then at the end, I went up to try and shake his hand, but I was a shy little kid and all the other adults like pushed me out of the way, but I touched his blue polyester jacket as he was leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think I told my mom I wouldn't wash my hand for like ever again, but I, I did, so... Don't That's good because that. right now is in a really important time right. to be washing right. your hands. Right. But yeah, Jacques Cousteau is like one of my big heroes. You probably already know that. But anyway, uh, what else do we have on this list? Um, ooh, I like this one. Cruise Creature Plush. Yeah. So like a stuffed animal. Yeah. And we did, I mean, you, you know, you could search for whatever your favorite cruise creature is. You're probably going to find it. But we found Wild Republic Cuddlekins. And there are some other lines that Wild Republic does. And check this out. You can get a, two, a three-toed sloth. You can get an alligator. You can get, well, you can get a Komodo dragon. I know it's not really a cruise creature. Unless you're cruising the Komodo. You can get a great white shark. You can get a beluga whale. You can get a, let's see, what else would you see? An otter. Um, What are some other possible potential cruise creatures? If you're in Australia, you can get a cockatoo. um, Spotted eagle ray. Macaw, if you're going to Central America or the Amazon. Spotted eagle ray, yeah. Spotted eagle ray. There's a hyacinth macaw. There's a sea otter. That was a cruise creature. Iguana. um, A platypus, if you're really lucky. A hammerhead shark. We've got, what else have we got here? Some cruise creatures. I don't know if you'd see a walrus in an Alaskan cruise, but there they got in a walrus. Scorpion, you probably won't see one of those. A mako shark, an octopus, a couple different whales. They've got a manta ray. Uh, they've got a tiger shark, a toucan. I've seen toucans at facilities on cruises. Red-eyed tree frog, koala. sea turtles. Oh, yeah, koalas if you're cruising in Australia. Uh, puffin if you're cruising in Alaska, a sawfish if you're like the luckiest person on the planet, um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, the list goes on and on. Cow nose ray, manatee, tortoise, pelican, pelican. Yes, that one's cute. Black tip shark, dolphin, sting, some different stingray species. I mean, it's if you have a favorite cruise creature, or somebody you know does, uh, I bet you can find a, a plush version of it, and uh, they will love it. So yeah, so that's that's the I think that's all the toys that we have on there. And then, do we have this website pulled up? Yeah, I've got it right here. So what? What's the next one? Tell us about this next one. Um, stream to see products. Reno approves of Stream to See. <laughs> so Stream to See is a company that makes reef safe and environmentally safe products. And let me just butt in here and say that there are a lot of sunscreens and stuff that claim they are reef safe. And there's not a lot of science backing that up. There's no regulation on putting the words reef safe on your sunscreen. But Stream to Sea has actually done a lot of testing. And they are the only company I know of that um, that many conservation uh, organizations approve of right now. There's still research to be done on it. But uh, they're also originally from St. Pete. The, the stuff was developed at um, Eckerd College in St. Pete. So that's kind of cool. All right, so what products do they offer? Obviously, sunscreen. Like, that's the big one, right? Yeah. So they, We they, mentioned that on the Virgin Voyage is going to have their sunscreen on the ship for free. Yes. Yes. So they've got sunscreen, but they've also got tinted sunscreen. So if you like to tan, um, that's an option. They have lip balm. Um, they have hand sanitizer. They've got lotion. They've got aloe. They've Hello. got... Aloe. <laughs> <laughs> they've got shampoo, they've got body wash, wash they've got conditioner. Um, so lots of products. Yeah. And and some more important that they would be reef safe, but they're all environmentally conscientious, yeah. which is really cool. Like, yeah. Now, speaking of these sorts of products, another thing we threw on this list was get somebody a spa visit. Something that a lot of us like to do on cruises is go to the spa. It's expensive. It's pricey. Can't always do that. But you're not on the ship. Those prices are a lot cheaper. And, uh, hey, if you are eyes closed sitting in a spa somewhere, who's to say it's going to feel that much different than being on a ship? I know it will. But, you know, it's a nice gift that you can give to somebody who can't currently cruise, but they... They miss, that's one of the things they miss from the cruise is the spa. Yeah. I Probably don't get them a buffet restaurant thing right now. No. But uh, but a spa visit or, or you know, a fancy restaurant visit could be good too. I, we don't have this on the list, but that could know. be good. Like, you know, we can't go on a cruise. What do you love about cruising? Think about that. What do you like love specialty about specialty dining. Yeah. 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 And speaking of, the next one we have on there is trying to get people in the mood of the cruise. You can't cruise right now, but get on the water. If you live near a lake, a river, a pond, I don't know. The ocean. The ocean. There are lots of boat trips that are available right now. They're not all shut down, depending on where you live. And uh, some may have more available than others. But, like, we could do a dolphin eco-tour boat. We could do that at the aquarium. We could do that... Uh, rent a kayak that's a very socially distanced thing you can do 
And there's almost no place in this country where you don't have access to some of that. Now, I know it's getting cold in parts of the country, but, you know, still, get out on the water or get somebody a, a gift of a kayak rental or get them a kayak. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, there you go. Get them out on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we have next? Next we have cruise books. Now this kind of runs the gambit. We're going to talk about several different types of cruise books, but I think I put this one on here uh, for this first one. And that first one is actually, so you can get books about cruising. Now you can get a lot of nonfiction books about cruising, but I'm talking, uh, well, this is sort of a, a combination. There is a book series by Brian David Burns, Bruins, sorry, Brian David Bruins, B-R-U-N-S, called Cruise Confidential. And the first one is called A Hit Below the Waterline, <laughs> where the crew lives, eats, wars, and parties one crazy year working. So there's actually four books in this. I have actually listened to the audio version of this first book. It's interesting. This guy did work on a Carnival cruise ship, and it's basically his slightly fictionalized version of it. But there is, I think Tommy Casabona has maybe even interviewed this author. Um, there, There is a lot of truth in there, but it's a really good read or listen if you want to do the um, the audible version of it. And, and a great way to get in the cruise mood without actually being able to get on a cruise ship. So, yeah, tell us what are your, are there books out there? What are your favorite books about cruising? Let us know. Send us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. And then we've got some other books, ideas, like book ideas. So field guides. I think this might have been in the last one. I can't remember for sure. But field guides for fish, field guides for birds, reptiles, whatever. Field guides for destinations where you might want to go. Yeah, you can look all this stuff up online, but there's nothing quite like having that book in your hand, sitting on your in your favorite comfy chair, pretending that you're on the deck of the ship, flipping through it, and learning about these wonderful things. So, you know, if you're looking for recommendations on field guides, shoot us an email, and we will help you out with our recommendations for any one of those subjects as far as animal stuff goes destination books i don't have anything off the top of my head but Uh i could give you good references for all those other ones i like the field guides like we've got the the reef books with the fish and stuff those are like my favorite oh yeah they're like yeah they can't go without them when we went to where that place that we went to shark valley Mm -hmm. um and we were walking around i got did i get it before yeah i got it at the little stop um a bird <laughs> little fold out well lo- yeah a little fold out thing and like that was my what's the word like that's what i your guidebook your... <laughs> yes but that's not like that's what i used that wh- yeah. I, what's the word matt I don't, I don't know a bird is the word <laughs> anyways i i carried that thing around like everywhere that we went until you learned them all. Until I learned them all. Now I don't need it. Yeah. But I've got a turtle one too. Yeah. That yeah. I actually don't know. Is it with the other ones maybe? It probably is. Yeah. I don't know my turtles. but It's, it's a great way to learn your animals. And, yeah. and the ones you can't learn, you don't have to remember all of them because you know, you get familiar with it and then you know where to find it. You're like, oh, I, I, you know, like I see a fish and I'm like, oh, I know I've seen this in the book. 
And then I go and find it in the book. Yeah. Or I've seen a fish that looks kind of the shape in the book. And you go back and you find it in the book. So, yeah, these, this is a great idea. And, uh, you know, kind of takes you to the cruising locales without maybe getting to go there. Yeah. And, you, and if you live in someplace like Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Carolinas, Texas, I mean, some of these same animals might live there, too. So you can learn some of your local stuff or just get one for your local critters. There's cool animals all over the United States. And then we have some other book ideas. So what's the next one? Next one is like cocktail books. Yes. And uh, we found, well, we just we just Googled this and we, we found one that looks really cool on Amazon. We may have to get it. Yeah. We'll, it's called Beach Bum Berries Potions of the Caribbean. It sounds pretty cool. So it's basically, it's a, it's expensive. It's kind of a pricey book. It's a hardcover, $36. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of got history in it too. Yeah, which is really neat. Which is cool. Yeah. I know DeGeneres Cruisers do a lot of drinking videos where they'll talk about the history of drinks, which is really fascinating. But this gives you that kind of Caribbean history as well as all these different recipes that you can then try. And let's face it, if you're making all these different drinks, $30, $36 isn't really much because you're going to have to spend more than that probably on your first drink and just different types of alcohol. Yeah. So, so you know, but uh, it looks like a cool book. But there are lots of other drink books out there that can teach you how to make these Caribbean cocktails. And, you know, that's another thing that people love about cruising are the cocktails you don't have to be on a cruise to enjoy these cocktails. And it can be fun to learn how to make them and uh, and sit somewhere and relax and sip on your favorite fruity drink. Yes. <laughs> What's next? Uh, next, we have more books. So cookbooks. Another thing that kind of came up when we were looking at cocktail books. So there's a, there's a ton of books out there that would fit like sort of the Caribbean motif. But we picked out just a... Uh, a few books that that we thought looked really interesting and the first one is uh puerto rican food which is the easy puerto rican cookbook right is that the right one yeah yeah it's by it's 100 classic recipes made simple by tony rican i don't know if that's his real name but it's like 14 bucks um if you have kindle unlimited you can get it for free i don't know how that becomes a gift then but it's got 325 reviews and an average of Four and a half stars. Um, it says 100 delectable recipes, staples from scratch. So it's it sounds pretty cool. And I, and I think it's got a lot of the culture wrapped into it as well as the recipes from what some of the different um, reviews and stuff I read of it. It looks like a pretty good book. And you can see some of the pictures. You know, it's like a, a typical cookbook. It's got a lot of colorful pictures and um, it looks like it'd be a pretty good one. So that's one. And then what's what's another one that we, we found? Um, Ainsley's Caribbean Kitchen. So tell uh, us about delicious this Delicious feel-good home cooking from the Sunshine Islands. There you go. By Ainsley Harriot. Any any details about that one? Why do we pick that one? It's got a lot of reviews, right? Um, it's got 549 reviews, four and a half stars. Um, you can get it on Kendall or Kendall Unlimited. Um, it's also a hardcover book. This is on Amazon, just in case you weren't sure what we were talking about, because Amazon has everything. Um, but it says, let's see, 
going back to his roots to uncover the best kept secrets and simple dishes of Caribbean home cooking in this ultimate feel-good cookbook. More than 80 dishes inspired by the diverse culture and the rich food heritage of these much-loved islands. But the cover of this book, like this guy looks like <laughs> like he is happy. He's got a plate of something and he looks like he knows what's up. And, and I'm looking at the, the pictures. You know, you can look at pictures from the book. There's a couple more pictures of him and he just looks really... He yes, he looks very very happy. So oh, and look at this! It's got some drinks in it too: mango and coconut rum daiquiri. Ooh, that looks butter rum cake. That looks oh, butter rum cake. Ansley's ultimate jerk chicken. Come on now. Oh, lime glazed pineapple with passion fruit vanilla cream. Poppy and coconut beef kebabs with roasted chili salsa. Oh, Matt, can we get this book? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this we may end up finding some things to buy ourselves with this. So definitely check out some of these books. We've got another one that we found that we thought looked interesting. Now these are this is actually a couple of brothers that wrote this one, Craig and Sean McAnuff, which is M C A N U F F, and it's called Original Flava, like Flava Flav, Caribbean Recipes from Home. Um, this one is about twenty four bucks right now. Uh, as a hardcover, nine dollars as a Kindle book. These are two Brits, but they are um, really influenced by Jamaican food and just Caribbean food in general. So they says it's got classics like ackee and saltfish, curry goat, garlic butter lobster, Trini doubles, honey roasted jerk spiced salmon, plantain burgers, banana fritter cheesecake. So that looks pretty good as well. And, um, yeah, so cook yourself a little, you know, find your favorite foods from the Caribbean and, uh, make some, make some of those. A lot of these foods might be healthy too. A lot of these recipes seem like they might be healthier, at least healthier than say the McDonald's that we ate tonight. Oh, but it was good. (laughs) So those are the books. We thought those would be good. And that is 19 different things, technically, or basic categories. And then number 20, finally, the last one is you can always get somebody a cruise. Well, yeah. I mean, we couldn't leave that off the list. (laughs) Obviously, you know, you see that meme going around. um, I wear a size seven night cruise or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can afford to get somebody a cruise, then they're going to love you for that. So... Uh, cruising is what we love and a cruise is maybe the ultimate gift here. It can be a little tricky to buy those, especially right now, but Hey, if you can pull it off, go for it. And that's it. That's, that's this year's cruise list. Yeah. What do you think? I want a lot of those things. (laughs) If you want to get us any of these Christmas ideas, we'll give you or no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, but yeah. And if you do decide to get these, not for us, but for people that you love and care about, let us know if you, if you were like, Hey, I was, I was influenced or, or, uh, um, inspired, inspired, there you go by your ideas. And I ended up getting this. Let us know. We would love to know that we are making a positive impact in your life. And that's it. So time for, I guess the cruise creature. Well, since Thanksgiving is coming up this week and uh, people tend to eat turkeys, I thought we'd go with the turkey fish. 
for our cruise creature this week. Gobble, 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 gobble. Now, the turkey fish is better known as the lionfish. But that doesn't fit our description for Thanksgiving. So, so we're talking about lionfish, basically. And lionfish are something that you shouldn't see in the Caribbean, but you probably will if you snorkel or scuba dive, especially if you scuba dive or you swim underwater and you snorkel. You're going to see lionfish. They're everywhere. They were first introduced probably in the 80s. The first sighting was like in 1985. But over the years, and that was in Florida, over the years they have just expanded their range throughout the entire Caribbean all around the eastern coast of the United States. Now, that is a problem because these lionfish, they are beautiful fish. They are kind of white with reddish or brown bars that go up and down. Kind of, They're called lionfish, but they look more like a zebra pattern. And they're called turkey fish. I, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't name them. But, uh, but they're, so they're beautiful. So they're, they're common in the pet trade, you know, aquarium fish and stuff. Unfortunately, they're a problem as an invasive species because here's what happens. They have a bunch of venomous spines. Now, these venomous spines are, um, they're not used... Like a snake uses its venom to help protect it, but mostly to help it to get its food. Scorpions, same thing. Spiders, same thing. This venom is not for eating. This venom is purely for defense. And so it doesn't kill you, but it hurts really, really, really bad if you get stuck by one of these. So there are not a lot of predators that can eat these that live in the Caribbean. Now, where they're from, which is mostly like Indo-Pacific area, there are predators that have adapted to, to eat these fish. Not so much over here. So what happens? you got a fish that lays about 15,000 eggs, and these babies grow up to be big fish pretty quickly, and they have really big mouths, and they eat a lot of our native fish. And nobody can eat them. So when you, what you end up with is a, an ecosystem that's out of check. So this is why these guys are a problem. Now, there are actually um, seasons. Well, not even seasons. There are actually like tournaments where they encourage people to go out. They're hard to catch, I think, on a rod and reel. But they'll do a lot of spear fishing for them. And if you like seafood, they supposedly taste really good. So if you're looking to be a helpful person when it comes to the Earth's ecology and you like eating fish, you can kill two birds with one stone or turkey fish with one stone and and actually help by helping to uh, keep this invasive species in check and get some nice dry flaky fish to boot. So how about that? Pretty cool fish, right? The turkey fish. Yes. Now, they, how do they get here? That's the big question. The, the probably main thing I hear is that there's a theory that they were released from fish hobbyists into the ocean. You know, you don't want to keep that aquarium anymore. So you just go let the fish go. If you live in New Jersey, they probably would all die. But if you live in Florida, well, no, don't ever release your pet animals into the wild. It's not a good idea for anybody. Don't do that. There are some other theories, though. There is a possibility that they came over here more naturally, drifting with currents. I mean, let's face it. We have different oceans, but it's really just one big ocean. You know, we draw lines to separate it. There's no wall there or anything. So 
fish can travel? What keeps them from just being everywhere? Like you may be thinking now, well then Matt, why don't we have every fish species everywhere? Well, there are ecological boundaries or barriers that keep species in certain regions. It's the same for animals that live on land. Those may be temperature. They may be salinity. They may be in the ocean. They may be current. They may be all sorts of different things, uh, food sources that prevent these animals from traveling too far from their home range. They run into these barriers. You know, for example, I'm from Missouri and we have a box turtle called the three-toed box turtle in Missouri. And then if you cross the Mississippi River, you get a different species of box turtle, a subspecies of box turtle. And that ecological barrier is literally the Mississippi River because box turtles just can't really cross that very efficiently. So you don't, you get some, over time, you get some genetic diversity, you end up with different subspecies. That's how evolution works. But with, uh, you know, with, with some barriers, they can't cross at all. So you don't get lionfish over here naturally unless maybe they were able to handle it and then they did. But that's the turkey fish. Here's a, here's a fun word I'll throw at you, too. They are a posomatic. How's that for a fun science word? A posomatic. A posomatic. Which means... Sounds like a G.I. Joe action figure. Now, G.I. Joe with a kung fu grip and a posomatic... Weapons. A posomatic means that they are not using camouflage. They are using warning colors. Warning signs. They are basically a swimming billboard that says, do not eat me, you will regret it. So other opposomatic animals would be like a uh, dart frog that is brightly colored. They're, they're warning colors. The, the um, monarch butterfly is opposomatic. It's, they're basically saying, I am dangerous. If you eat me, it'll be bad for you. Instead of a cryptic animal that tries to blend in. Or a mimic animal that tries to mimic an aposematic animal. So these are all different strategies that animals have adapted to help them survive. Another good strategy, though, is moving to an area where none of your predators live. And then you do really well. Yes, but bad for everyone else. Bad for everyone else. To the detriment of the rest of the ecosystem. So that's your cruise creature for this week. The turkey fish, a.k.a. lionfish. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Well, I guess we'll just say this. We uh, we hope everybody enjoys the holiday. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, um, you know, or I don't know. Are you? Well, let, let's do this actually before we go. Are you thankful for anything specifically this year? Um, I know we didn't we didn't prepare for this, so we didn't have time to think about it. I just thought of it on the fly. Is there anything you're thankful for this year that you'd like to share? With the with our podcast listeners, I'm thankful for you. Oh, like well, like it's mushy. I know. I mean, this year as a whole has just kind of sucked. But like having that time quarantined with you, where I was just stuck with you for like four months, <laughs> was awesome. It's it's put it's put our relationship to the test, and we've come out, I think, very well. So. Um, Somebody said early on in the quarantine, like, if you're in a relationship and you make it through quarantine and you, you aren't wanting to kill each other, you probably have a pretty strong relationship. So uh, I don't think we've gotten on each other's nerves or anything. I think we've 
we've gotten along very well and enjoyed each other's company. So yeah, I, I am thankful for that as well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful that I uh, have a job. Sometimes there's things I don't like about it right now, but uh, I'm thankful that I have a job and I, and I hope everybody out there has some means of employment. I'm thankful that I have not gotten the coronavirus and nor has my family. I do have friends that have gotten it, but, um, so far, they have all come out okay on the other side. I hope that uh, that continues to be the case. Yes. And I'm thankful that I get to see my mom this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Not yeah. in a large gathering, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Just the four of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I wish I could see mine. But soon, soon. We have to keep her quarantined Yes. A little while longer. She has to stay safe until we it's are, safe to travel. We are well overdue for, for a Mama Sandy visit, though. So uh, we will make that happen as soon as we can. All right. You want to take us out? Where where am I taking us out to? The end of the podcast, Kimbra. <laughs> uh, we were getting along until now. <laughs> All right, everyone. What is my, what do I say? Really? <laughs> Let's I guess I, I guess I'm not thankful for Kimber remembering her lines. <laughs> it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Cobble, cobble, cobble. And we're back in the room. And what's that from, Matt? We figured it out. It's from the show Little Britain, sketch comedy show Little Britain. And uh, it's a sketch with with uh, Kenny Craig, the hypnotist. Yes. Where he, he looks at you and says, look at my eyes, my eyes. And around the eyes, but in the eyes, you're under. And then he gives you some crazy thing. Command. Yes. Thing. Yes. And then, uh, and then he says, you're back in the room. Yes. So that's what it's from, Little Britain. A little bit raunchy, but really hilarious sketch comedy show. Highly recommend it if you like if, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, if you like the British stuff and you're okay with it being a little raunchy, yeah. it's really funny. Yes. But any, don't, look, don't, don't watch the Little Britain USA stuff that they did on HBO because it was terrible. It, didn't, it did not work well. But the actual British show is fantastic. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's the episode. After the episode, a uh, little update. The lizard has a name. Yes. Her name is Luna. Yeah. Like Luna Lovegood? Yes. Or we've been calling her Luna Chick. And, and a little progress report on her. So we got her last Saturday. Um, she eat, has eaten very little, but she ate for us tonight. She did. She actually came out and ate. She's been out while we've been recording the podcast. Running around. Yeah, so she's getting used to us. We've been holding her every night and she's she's not aggressive at all, but she's been she's a little skittish, but she's she calms down and then as she gets bigger, she should continue to get more comfortable with us and confident with us. But uh she's she's not aggressive at all. Like she doesn't try and bite or anything. No, like that. not at all. So so yeah, and actually she's it's late. It's like 10 o'clock. 
we turned her light back on though because she was coming out like she wanted to bask and she not only is she basking like we've got like a little hide box and then it's got a a tile on it under her heat lamp so she goes up there and lays and she doesn't just lay she like flattens out like you know what a dog looks like when they're completely flattened out like reno right now they (laughs) they she is like flat like as flat as she can be and she's shedding her skin so she's got they don't shed like snakes they shed in like pieces so She's got like loose pieces of skin. She's kind of a mess actually right now. But uh, <laughs> she she was really funny. Um, we actually we moved her her hide and her tile piece earlier because we wanted to to see if she would eat, and we didn't want her to go hide away. Um, and she did eat, which was awesome. But that tile was still kind of warm, and she walked around in circles a couple times, and then went over to that tile, and she like slowly like moved one leg flat at a time until she was like flat flat maximum surface like, area it on was the tile. it was hilarious yeah yeah and then we put everything back and turned off her light and we're like okay time for bed and she came out while well, she poked her little head out of the hide a couple times to see what we were doing and then while <laughs> Which is a good sign while matt was doing the cruise creature i was distracted by uh luna running around everywhere and we decided to turn her light back on while we did this part and she laid down and smiled She's going to be sad, though, because we're going to have to turn it off soon. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, but at least she got a little bit of something. She got a little extra something. Yeah. All right, that's it. Have a good turkey day.